So, Michael. Yeah. Today. Today. We have two books to talk about. Mm-hmm. And that's going to take a very long time. Yes, I agree. So, in the interest of saving time, mm-hmm. I want to propose to you a little friendly challenge. Yes, okay. We have to do our introduction, as mm-hmm. we have done for the past two weeks, and we will continue to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it usually takes a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to challenge you okay. to say the introduction, which is just simply, Hello, welcome back to the Weekly Undertaking. My name is Blank, okay. and this is Blank, okay. as fast as possible. As now, remember, possible. this is to save time. Save we time. don't want to drone on this intro for any reason, so let me reiterate. Okay. We have to say it as fast as we can. As quick as possible. Yes, and uh, that, that saying again is, hello, welcome back to the Weekly Undertaking. My name is Blank, You're and an, this is Blank. And this is my partner, Blank. Yes. And I think it's important that we keep in mind that our listeners are going to get very bored of the, of the long introductions if we just keep going we got to keep it short and simple short and simple can't iterate this enough would you like to do it first are you sure yeah go for it okay as fast as you can one more time okay what what is this again what is the intro okay it's hello hello maybe a light pause but as fast as you're going of course welcome back to the weekly undertaking and as an example my name is Alex, which it is, and this is Michael. I would say hello. I'm, okay, I'll go yes. first. Okay, okay. do it as, as, as fast, fast as, as, as you can. Ready? Hello and welcome to the Weekly Undertaking. My name is Michael and this is my partner Alex. Hello. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. That looks to be about five seconds on the capture. Yeah, I think people will, will, will appreciate that. Okay, yeah. so I'm going to go now. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Yep. Done. Wow, that was that was that was incredible. Thank you. I actually couldn't even uh, I couldn't understand anything. That was how fast you were going. That's right, pre- pretty good. Yes. Okay. All right. So we saved a bunch of time. We did. We saved a ton of time. Normally that would have been like a ten second thing, but we we banged it out. In Look, five it seconds. wasn't even seven seconds. It wasn't even seven seconds. Also, all all said and done. We're incredible. We are very good. So, last week. We assigned ourselves books to read, or rather, mm-hmm. we told each other what to, books. Yeah, to read, read a book. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, which book did you read, or rather, which book did I make you read? I think, as you well know, I uh, read the amazing book, *The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck* by Mark Ma- by Mark Manson. Um, and you read? I read *Watchmen*. Right. By Alan I don't Moore. know. Hang by, on. Yes. I got the book right here. Mm-hmm. Good. That's good. Be By good Alan here. Moore and Dave Gibbons. Mm-hmm. Gibbons. Gibbons. Uh, also, um, in the interest of wasting more time, I have a little story <laughs> to go into. Okay, continue. Uh, because this happened, I feel bad. Okay. Um, I damaged your book a little bit. Oh, God, how dare you? So, <laughs> well, we have a dartboard. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, throw no. a dart? Yes. Well, here's <laughs> what happened. You, you, the ta- we have a table near the dartboard. I see the table. And yeah. I, I put the book down on that table and you know how sometimes darts ricochet off the board for no reason yeah when you throw them badly that's the reason no (laughs) when it hits the metal on the dartboard it's very rare happens once every three times okay so So but it landed on the book (laughs) how many did it did it pierce many pages just the first chapter oh that's not that bad actually okay i i just i like my heart stopped (laughs) i was like no it's not i mean it's that it's it's not like a hard copy book or anything like that i actually spent zero dollars on that book all right i feel less bad now but still i'm sorry i got it in high school some kid just accidentally left it on the piano in the in the theater and we were just like all right nobody's claimed it in a week so i just took it wow yeah Wow, I wish I was that lucky. Yeah, I was very lucky actually. I, my friends gave it for to me for a uh, as as a birthday present. Wow. Now your book 
is very, very pristine. I was very careful not to screw I, this one up. I bought that on Amazon for like ten bucks. Still, you <laughs> you purchased it, and it's hardcover and everything. It's uh, yeah, it's rather great. That is indeed a book. It is a book. It is a hardcover book with many pages in between. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, when we were writing this challenge originally. Mm-hmm. We, I, I envisioned it, I don't know how you were envisioning it, mm-hmm. that we would discuss the books simultaneously, like we'd talk about the plot of one and the characters right. uh, of one. But, but I'm going to be honest, I think that I don't think that there's a lot of overlap no. between the two. I don't think we could have picked two more different books. I, yeah, I, I do agree, because Watchmen um, is a very classic graphic novel, Fictional uh, superheroes, narrative. and... Uh, Mark Manson wrote write self help self help books, so this yeah. is there's not exactly a lot of not, uh, a, not a lot of overlay. Can't really read them together. No. So we got to start with one of them. Okay. Uh, who wants to start? Do you, well, who I, wants to start? Uh, Do you want to start, or what, would you like me to start? Um. Or, I, yeah. Which book? Um. I guess I'll. Uh... I, uh, I guess I'll go first, and then the next time that we uh, that we do something like this, if we do something like this in the future, then you'll go first. Yeah. Did that work? Yeah. Okay. I actually had a lot of fun this week. I think we could do another mm-hmm. book club uh, in the future. Yeah, I agree. More, more books. And yeah, there's not going to be as many bits in mm-hmm. this episode, I think, because we... we we were already five minutes in, mm-hmm. and uh, we got two Wait, books to cover. How are we five minutes in? The intro only took. Seven it only seconds. took nine seconds. Yeah, we we drone on in other points. We're gonna have to review this footage and and find and where do we better. Slack. Do better next. week. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really tried to make sure that it was the that was the quickest intro we've ever done. Ever but. done. Ever done. Anyway, right. Um. So, um. As I mentioned last week, I'm in. in I'm. I'm in. in I recent graduate i was an english major in college yes thank you very much i worked very hard on reading books um but as many books as i was required to read for that major i had never read a entire self-help book um i'm glad i could give you a new experience yeah mr english yeah mr english that's that's my name um but i uh so I, I read a little bit of a couple of them, and I will say I wasn't a fan of them because I felt like it was too simplistic or too optimistic or too preachy. I did not feel any of that reading The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was I was very surprised at how much I, I enjoyed and how much I got out of it. I will say Really? You, yeah. You uh you, you picked you picked a good one. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was recommended to me by a wonderful person, mm-hmm. uh who had gone through uh, tough times in his life, mm-hmm. uh, and when I was going through a particularly uh, tough time in my life, mm-hmm. uh, he was like, "Dude, this book, you gotta read it." Not not because he thought I needed it, but mm-hmm. because he he genuinely helped him, and he thought mm-hmm. it could give a, a fresh new perspective to me, and it did. Mm-hmm. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed reading it. I don't Good. remember everything that's in it because it's mm-hmm. been about like it's been like a year since I've read it last, mm-hmm. but I do remember tears at one point. Tears? <laughs> they may or may not have been mine. Tears? Oh, they were crying. Oh, okay. Yeah. For a second, I thought that you meant like a ranking system. I was like, oh, I must have skipped tier, over that chance. The, the, <laughs> the tier list of fucks to give. Of fucks to give, exactly. Um, no, yeah, it was. I I do agree. There were there are some there is some very beautiful commentary in, in here. Um, in particular, one of the things that really stood out to me was um, uh, the bit that he. Well, okay. Well, first of all, to those that haven't read it, the the general premise of the book is not um, 
basically being a cool, apathetic emo teenager, which is what I associated with people that don't give a fuck. That, that's that <laughs> they're is... like the opposite of they're they're like the most fuck givers. Exactly, because they have to observe everything and be like, okay, how do I not be that? Mm-hmm. And that's a point that he makes in the first chapter. The art of the the art of not giving a fuck is not about not giving a fuck about anything. It's about being selective about which fucks you're going to give. That's like my favorite thing. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> like... exactly. Because I think because a point that he makes earlier. And I think it was it was really good is even when you're you're when you try really hard not to give a fuck you're giving a fuck about being apathetic mm. so that kind of that defeats the purpose so I thought that was um thought that was really well really well put in the first uh, in the first chapter but what I really appreciated is uh, in a later chapter he was talking about pain and suffering about how we view that as as avoiding it and how um, a lot of times we make life decisions about what will give us the least amount of pain mm-hmm. and the least amount of problems and one of the points he makes is that that's not really what life is about everybody suffers everybody goes through shit it's awful but um the point that one lines that stuck out to me was um life's not about choosing um not choosing life is not about finding the way in which you suffer the least it's about choosing which pain to go through yes that's yeah that's sorry no go ahead go (laughs) ahead that is my favorite part about that book Mm -hmm. is the the idea that uh a life without problems suck. Yes, Sucks. exactly. Like, mm-hmm. why do you think rich people do stupid shit all the time? Well, because they're rich. Yeah, they mm-hmm. they literally are just bored and miserable from not having problems. So I would imagine. Well, I, they. Well, I think I think that rich people have problems. They're just different problems than the rest of that's us. That's true. Like, uh, if you're if I think this is this might even be an example he used in here. I don't I, I don't know I don't remember. But um he he you know if you're uh. A uh, rich person that spends, you know, a hundred plus hours a week at the office, then you're gonna have problems in, yeah. in your family life, and and you know, so again, it's about like what problems are are, are worth fighting. You know, are you yeah. going to uh, worry about your stock portfolio mm-hmm. and deal with those problems, or are you gonna deal with the problems that uh, getting along with people in a family, getting along with yeah. friends, also naturally present yourself. Uh, present themselves it's like a more broad uh it's like a more broad definition of the term uh, do what you love and Mm -hmm. you'll never work a day in your life exactly exactly um and also i will say the stories that he includes in here are also really good stories and really Mm -hmm. good examples like uh he he goes on like a uh like a uh long story about this um this uh japanese general who uh fought in world war Two and went underground and went into guerrilla warfare and then the war ended and uh they dropped leaflets and the japanese general read the leaflets and was just like ha this is just a ploy by the americans to draw us out and kill us i remember this. and then he spent decades in in the the woods hunting and killing people all uh, and and just generally you know making bad choices and then um and he used that as an example of uh this man chose to uh give a fuck he chose to suffer for this uh empire and then he talked about like how when when the general finally came out of the forest how integration in society was was not uh was not good, not not easy. Um, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. You spend a, like years in a forest. Yeah, just... he, he came out in like the sixties or seventies. You know, the world was very different than when he <laughs> when he went in. But yeah. um, 
I don't know. I just thought that that was, I thought there are a lot of really interesting insights in, in this book. And I thought that that was the one that I think of all of them, that's one of the ones that I will keep with me the most. Yes. Um, was what, what, when you read this book, all those many moons ago, what did you, what did you take away from it? The biggest thing I took away from it, besides the, the selecting your own problems or mm-hmm. the right problems mm-hmm. stuff, uh, uh, which is, I think, the biggest part of this book. Mm-hmm. There, I remember there being, it might have been like chapter two or three. It mm-hmm. was early when he talked about uh, relationships and mm-hmm. how to like keep or, or do them in a, a, a healthy way or mm-hmm. to, I believe it was to rather focus on yourself as well. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the details. I just remember reading like a line and relating it to it so hard it was like he was talking to my face mm-hmm. you're right and i i do agree um i, I don't know if i had a, as direct a uh, experience but his relationship advice in this book uh is incredible i do agree with that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like um one point uh, towards the end of the book he was talking about like toxic relationships and he talked about like how um there are people that are in relationships that are uh um, obsessed with causing problems to make themselves feel good so that other people can can swoop in and save the day and that makes them feel special. Mm-hmm. And then there are those that uh, do the exact opposite, that save people from those problems and uh, and um, then they make they feel special because, hey, I saved the day. Yeah, and then those people are perfect together, but in the worst way. In the worst way because they're exploiting the each other's uh, problems, mm-hmm. what makes them incomplete. When you said toxic couples, I mm-hmm. thought you were going to... Uh, go into uh, something else mm-hmm. what was uh like a couple that doesn't work together but mm-hmm. it's been like years that they've been together and mm-hmm. they're afraid to be alone again so they stay together for that reason mm-hmm. and then they end up you know just like we're uh hating each other and mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know fun stuff yeah uh, of course the the fun problems that are, that influence the relationships mm-hmm. oh joy but um no i i he uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, you're right, because he does go on a very long... Another one of his main points is is about, um, you know, our fear of change more than our fear of... Uh, our fear... Um, our fear of... He said something about, like, changing yourself is, is harder than... Um, is more scary than just sitting in a place, the, an incomplete, disgusting, toxic... Uh, self like he used the example of um uh a party guy who just goes out whose entire identity who's done who's partied for years mm-hmm. um will just continue going out and getting drunk on the weekends and hooking up with random strangers even when he's he's and even if he comes to the conclusion of hey you know what maybe i should stop this maybe i should start a family he might not do that because his entire identity is wrapped up in yeah and the in the party scene so um I, yeah, identifying the problem is mm-hmm. like half not even half it's like it's a big part but it really is you mm-hmm. can choose to ignore it or mm-hmm. not do anything about it right right like um yeah uh he says something like i, I feel like i'm just quoting the book now do <laughs> it. quoting the book over and over but um no he he's i think that the, the advice that he gives about like um you know, if you're if you're a cook and you're a really good cook and you feel good about being a really good cook, you're probably just gonna um, search out opportunities that will reaffirm that. You know, maybe join a cooking show or something like that mm-hmm. instead. Of, and what he what one of the challenges that he makes is um, 
to uh, step beyond that, you know, uh, form not be to be complacent or to be content with who you are right now to more of um, to view yourself as in a constant state of development. And I took a lot away from that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's like uh, if if you set a goal for yourself, mm-hmm. uh, well, I mean, I think something like a weird thing I, I took away from this book and not maybe not something he directly wanted to get across to someone, <laughs> but it's like uh, if you set a goal for yourself, like a lifetime goal and attain it, then then what? Mm-hmm. You either set a new goal that's even more uh, difficult to obtain until you attain that, mm-hmm. or you set a goal that's more vague and mm-hmm. that's what i decided to do for myself mm-hmm. i basically I, I said like instead of going to work for a specific company as a designer mm-hmm. uh or just doing something specific with a company doing working with a company i love mm-hmm. i i gave myself the challenge of making sure that whatever i do in this world it it, it uh improves the lives of those who mm-hmm. experience what i put out there mm-hmm. you, in, like in uh what what I thought at that point would be probably a a, a joyful experience, but mm-hmm. maybe a comical experience. Uh, if you listen to last week's episode, <laughs> I'm sure I hope you you giggled. Uh-huh. Um, I certainly regretted what I said. Later. <laughs> Not no, regretted. Listen, listen, we found out more about you as a person. I think that's a very positive thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got that part out out there for everyone to hear. Mm-hmm. That's great. That is that was all me. And Hugh Jackman, he's still single. If you want, we're to, still uh, on hold. It. <laughs> I emailed him. Yeah. Oh, great. Said, hey, sorry. Uh huh. You probably, I'm I'm from this podcast. It it just started. No one knows about it. But but please, please. <laughs> um. But yeah. No, I think that that is that um that goal setting is important. I actually found myself on the. Uh, on the tail end of that recently, like, um, I was, I'm very, uh, I'm, I'm a studious individual. Yes. Um, I worked very, very hard in, um, in, in college and in high school and stuff to be, to do the best that I possibly could. Um, and underlying that was the, you know, I want to get smarter and that's still kind of what I want, what I want to do, but also a more concrete goal that I had for myself that I was really, really wanted to do is I wanted to get uh, summa cum laude, which I actually did very recently. And I'm oh, very, congratulations. Thank you. I was very, very happy. I worked Everyone really hard. for Mike. Thank you. I'll, I'll pause. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that's enough. not that not that important. Uh, but what I was gonna say is, while that was that was awesome and a great achievement, I'm very proud of myself. You know, when I was actually graduating, um, it was it, it felt a little anticlimactic because you know it was in it was in the brochure and it said it, but it, it was it was an asterisk and it was great and I'm very proud of that. But it it felt like a little anticlimactic, mm-hmm. and so I and so I realized that while I think still getting grades is important because trying hard mm-hmm. is important and putting one hundred and ten percent in, yeah. maybe I should shift my focus away from getting the title and yeah. more towards actually just being better. Well, the title could be like a good uh, uh, a good goal or a mm-hmm. good like reason to to try for it, but yes. I don't think it's like a good. It's not a good reward. Exactly. Um, it can't be the. It can't be the uh, sole uh, sole end game you know but, but that could be like that but that i i'm sure they have that to well mm-hmm. recognize the people who truly worked hard and to get mm-hmm. people who could be that mm-hmm. which is everyone if you try hard enough mm-hmm. to say like i want 
that title. I want that recognition. Mm -hmm. And that maybe they they fall in love with the knowledge while they do so. Right. And then that can become the next goalpost. You're right. Exactly. Right. But if if achieving summa cum laude is the only thing that keeps you going, uh, once you get there, like... Like you said, like Mark Manson said, it's like once you get there, you know now what? Mm-hmm. What 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 comes next? Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think that that's uh, uh, while I was not one for self help books, I actually do really recommend the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark Manson to yeah. anybody. I I think it's like mm-hmm. one of those self help books that's not really like a self help book. It's mm-hmm. like here's an idea, <laughs> and you know take what you want exactly anything else you want to say before we move on we are yes yeah, with that one that went a little long yeah, i'm, I'm wow. fine i'm fine if you are all right great okay. let's shift like 250 degrees <laughs> to to watchmen right um why don't you give a brief summary yeah. of the plot to all those out there okay okay so imagine this <laughs> so well when i first read this i i immediately thought incredibles but like super adult incredibles where it's like sort of this uh this superhero world this world where superheroes mm-hmm. exist mm-hmm. but in a more realistic sense in where uh the imbalance of having these chosen chosen few who are above the law sort of create a not harmony but like people kind of don't like it people don't like it when certain individuals uh, get to do whatever they want mm-hmm. uh if they call themselves a hero or they put on funny tights. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, that's uh, interesting. I never really thought about the parallels between Watchmen and The Incredibles. Well, before. that's what I thought about. Okay, no, you're, yes. you're you're right. There is there is a, a, a overlaying theme in both of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sure if I read Watchmen first, I would have been seen The Incredibles. I'm like, this is like Watchmen. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. But Go ahead. The, mm-hmm. the the setting is, I believe, it's mostly New York City. Pretty much. Where, uh, in in a world where superheroes are basically retired after mm-hmm. a law was passed that being super is a no-go unless you work for the government. Unless you work for the government. Yes, yeah. which uh, only a few did. Uh, Dr. Manhattan mm-hmm. and the comedian. The comedian. Who the whole story starts with the comedian, one of the superheroes, the one, one of the, the few mm-hmm. who is still active, getting brutally murdered. Very. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's tossed out a window. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole book follows until it is solved. Oh, by the way... There will be a few spoilers for this incredible book. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, go on. I, I really do want to talk about this wonderful ending. Mm-hmm. But it, seriously, if you haven't read this book, I'm just going to give my end spiel, spiel right now. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, anyone who sort of thinks graphic novels are sort of not in the same ballpark as novels or mm-hmm. or, or they're kind of two different entities, go read this book. It's a great introduction to graphic novels. From mm-hmm. sub- Speaking for someone who's never finished a graphic novel, read, really read any, mm-hmm. uh, I really had a great time. And they used uh, uh, the visuals to uh, uh, convey new, me- mm-hmm. new ways of storytelling that just text can't do. Right. I'll get into that a little later. And I will, I will say also, I mean, you're, you're 100% right. And we mentioned this last week, but I feel like it's worth reiterating. Um, Time Magazine listed this as one of the 100 best novels of all time. It's yeah, I looked it up. It's won so many awards. It really has. Yeah. Uh, if you ever study graphic novels or anything like that in college, you will read this book. Yeah. yeah. You probably mm-hmm. did read this book if you study graphic novels. True point. You True probably point. already yeah. know about uh-huh. it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's 30 years old, so mm-hmm. don't feel too upset if we spoil it. Mm-hmm. Um, but go on, continue. So mm-hmm. 
where was I? So the 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 whole book follows a couple a handful of different uh has been heroes and a few current heroes uh rorschach is one of my favorites who is sort of this batman style but like gritty batman Mm -hmm. like down in the depths like like the detective detective. Mm -hmm. jinx jinx oh god buy me a soda so in sync bitch so (laughs) uh sorry i'm i'm channeling my inner rorschach just kidding i would have killed you already yeah yeah accurate go on (laughs) okay so what other what other what other heroes uh I gotta say, Doctor Manhattan's my favorite, but I also just He's love. So interesting. I love that archetype of mm-hmm. the just the godlike being who just kind of is bored with everything mm-hmm. and like has no value for anything because there's no more challenge in life. He's going back to Mark Manson. <laughs> without challenge, there's no reason for existence. There is none. Um, mm-hmm. This uh, character reminded me a lot of the character Saitama from One Punch Man. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I've seen a couple episodes. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and it's sort of the same idea where it's like, what do you do when you can do anything? I, w- I will say, though, One Punch Man is significantly more lighthearted about yeah. it than Watchmen <laughs> is. Yeah. Well, I think Watchmen's uh, more of a satire. Mm-hmm. And One Punch Man's more like a parody of its ele- mm-hmm. of of what it co- what it uh, portrays i agree mm-hmm. um but going back to that uh so basically the whole world is just like it's 1985 mm-hmm. and the whole world's just about to like Cold get War. fucked yeah exactly like, everyone <laughs> thinks we're get- all gonna die world war three nuclear war- detonation yeah mm-hmm. and everyone's starting to like believe that the only reason that's not happening the only reason the russians aren't are going for it is because the u.s has dr manhattan mm-hmm. who could literally kill everyone if he wanted to right it it, sh- it cannot be emphasized enough how overpowered dr yes. manhattan is he's actually he's the only one with real super with real superpowers he's, that's it all the others are like kind of like yeah. batman style like he's mm-hmm. like he said batman style detectives yeah. punch him kick him adventures all the rest night owl who who does a bunch of tech stuff he's like the nerdy batman you're right actually now that i'm thinking about it, a lot of the main heroes are kind of like batman split up <laughs> yeah. yeah like it, I, it, it ain't that ain't that interesting it is it is but, uh, mm-hmm. okay I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up the plot here because I actually just want to talk about what I thought. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm but, sorry. Yeah. Uh huh. So Rorschach thinks someone's killing all the mask wearers, all the all the heroes. Mm-hmm. He's right, mm-hmm. uh, but no one believes him until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so the comedian's killed, and the next big thing is Doctor Manhattan can't be killed, but it's the next best thing. He's exiled uh, because everyone thinks or everyone be- starts to believe that because he's sort of radioactive, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. That he gives everyone cancer, or when he's around people, they can contract cancer from him. Correct. Which uh, I don't think I don't think it was ever proven true. I don't think I think that was just like a rumor that was started. There was right? a lo- there was a lot of correlation, but the causation was never proven. proven. Okay, <laughs> so that's good. I, I don't I don't think it was was true. I mean, he's a god. He could probably cure cancer if he wanted to. He he definitely could. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the only way to write like a good like god character mm-hmm. is because like if he could do anything then a lot of plot holes could emerge mm-hmm. but like the best reason to be like why didn't he like they addressed it in the book like uh uh dr manhattan was like i think it was with the comedian he was mm-hmm. like saying like don't shoot this person who he was mad at and he shot her and the comedian's like you could have stopped me you just don't give a shit about like humans mm-hmm. and like that's it he just doesn't care yeah, he's very obsessed. One of the, okay, so um, I'll let you finish, but one of, there's a very big 
thing about like um dr manhattan's very obsessed with fate and even though he can see the future he cannot do anything to stop the future from happening or or does he choose not to it's never clear that that's my favorite like Mm -hmm. line of the book was (laughs) he was talking to uh laurie on mars where Mm -hmm. he goes to be exiled Mm -hmm. um and he's like i know you're about to tell me that you started sleeping with dan and i get very mad about it and laurie's like how do you know about that he's like i don't know about it yet you're about to tell me (laughs) and then and then a page later she's like wow that reminds me of when i was sleeping with dan you're sleeping with With dan Dan? you knew that (laughs) yeah (laughs) like wow Mm -hmm. that's that's wonderful yeah it really that was a good moment i agree Mm mm-hmm but can continue your uh, your 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 summary, and then we'll get to the yeah. All mm-hmm. right. So anyway, in the end of the uh, at the end of the book, it's revealed what's his name. He has a very complicated name. The, the Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Yeah. Sorry for not remembering that one. Uh, <laughs> Ozymandias, of one of the one of the heroes and the smartest man on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, was behind killing or, or and exiling Doctor Manhattan and killing mm-hmm. all the heroes, uh, and his plan was to kill half of new york and plant this fake alien creature that he created and sort of give all the world one common enemy so we all team up Mm -hmm. which look i don't think that's a bad idea like besides the death of four million people that's a little but like (laughs) just say when aliens come we're all gonna put our differences aside and be like we gotta deal with this shit first you're right and again, I guess these aren't so different because I'm going to reference Mark Manson. They make a, they, you know, the the idea, you know, maybe we should. It, it makes the point of like maybe we shouldn't give a fuck about all these different petty disputes. Because one day aliens are just going to try and kill us all, and right? then we need to stand together. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And another one of my favorite like uh, genre-defying uh, things that happen in this uh, novel is Xenomorphs viewing out his plan to Rorschach and the Night Owl, and they're like, we will never Xenomorph? let you get a w- Xenomorph. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the alien from Alien. No, you mean Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Xenomorph. <laughs> well, we're talking aliens now. Yeah, exactly. But Ozymandias, is, he's feeling his plan to Night Owl and Rorschach, and they're like, we'll never let you get away with this. We'll stop you. And he's like, you think you, I'd just spiel my plan before doing it? It happened a half hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> And it was just, like, cut to, like, four million people dead. dead. Exactly. Which is depressing, but, like, he's the smartest man in the world, so he I would have really been mad is. if it wasn't that way. I agree. I agree. Okay. And uh, what was your general impressions of this? We got, uh, we got a little bit of it, but and more. more do you want to say more explicitly? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think this, this book does a great job in tackling the tropes of what's wrong with a lot of superhero stories and a mm-hmm. lot of... Uh, comic books, which I think is what a good satire does. Mm-hmm. Uh, the villain has a motive that makes sense, not just doesn't want money. Not just is evil for the sake of being yeah, evil. He mm-hmm. wants to be this like the memorable figure who's he, remembered throughout time, who saved the world. He wants to be Ozymandias, King of Kings. Yes. Which he, is actually a reference to uh, Percy, Shelley, a Percy Shelley poem entitled Ozymandias. But yeah. Oh yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's it's a literary reference. Also, I think I remember reading like a quote from that in it, the book. They do put that in there. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. but I loved this book. I've never really read a graph. I read The Walking Dead a mm-hmm. little, like half of the first uh, uh, com- compendium. Mm-hmm. Well, that's still that that's still a 
I guess that kind of is a graphic novel when you read it in the compendium. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Okay. It's a graphic yeah. novel to me. You're, you're right, it is, because you're not, you're not reading in the serialized way that it was produced. So, yeah, I've, I've never really uh, read a graphic novel then, really, mm-hmm. at, at all. And, like, like, like what, I, what I've read, after I read the book, I, I read some reviews online mm-hmm. of what the, the world thinks of this book. And one of the ways, one of the things that constantly is it gets described at is... Oh, I really had to burp there for a second. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're fine. As, re- as redefining the comic book and graphic novel genre uh, as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I sort of get what they mean by that because uh, I mentioned it earlier. The way that this book uses storytelling, mm-hmm. uh, it can't be done without imagery. Mm-hmm. Like there are a few scenes where there's like a speech going on between... Uh, or from one character, and it's interlaced with panels for the other two, like two other characters doing something completely different that relates mm-hmm. to the speech, which can be done and has been done in movies. But this is a book, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> and <laughs> others. The, and this is this is a fucking book. There is no cut. There is no cutaways in in this. You can't you can't do that in in, yeah. in a novel. You can't overlay it, but they you can over here. That's a good point. Yes. Mm-hmm. So for anyone out there, I'm just going to wrap up here cuz we are we're starting to get a, a little late. We're like almost 33. I just want to eh, we can I, I okay, go unless ahead. You, yeah, mm-hmm. but uh to 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 wrap up here. Mm-hmm. I I think this is a great book like i said earlier mm-hmm. for people who love to read but maybe don't really take graphic novels seriously mm-hmm. or, or uh, associate them with uh with children which is what it was for a long time mm-hmm. um until watchmen happened until watchmen mm-hmm. and and then you know everything changed until alan moore really he also wrote the killing joke but yeah mm-hmm. oh he wrote the killing joke he i've always i've wanted to read slash watch that that's a good one mm-hmm. um but yeah. but yeah, I loved this book. I'm probably gonna buy my own that doesn't have a dart puncture in it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. No. Yeah, you're welcome. This one's yours. <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, you can take a free shot at uh, the subtle art. I, I don't know if I'll be if a dart will be able to pierce it, but go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, read this. It'll change your whole world and perspective. Mm-hmm. It's a good story. No. I I loved it. Mike kept telling me throughout the week that the ending's the best part, and yeah, really I is. agree. Really is. I like there like. I, there were some points in this book where I'm like, where is this possibly going? Mm-hmm. And then it was like, oh, okay. It, and it's, well, oh my god. There's so many things I want to say. You but can like, keep going. We can go a little bit late. It's mm-hmm. a superhero story, but it's not focused on the action. Mm-hmm. It's well established that these characters are capable of kicking ass. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's even like, maybe that's what you're here to see. But it's like, no, these characters, like, the the... They explore the complexity of the mm-hmm. characters instead of just punching and kicking. I there is a lot of punching and kicking. There is a good amount of punching and kicking, <laughs> but it, it but it it serves a purpose. Like the only time that I think we see punching and kicking is when it proves a part of the person's character. character. Like you know, we see Night Owl and whatever the superhero name of Lori is. I forget. I, I, forget. I forget too. Yeah. It's something kind of it's, standard. Exactly. Um, but they, they kick ass when uh, shortly after they start talking about reliving the old days. Mm-hmm. Rorschach goes on a killing spree in the prison once he, oh, yeah. uh, which is badass as hell. Which it's one is, of my favorite. It's mm-hmm. also like, I mean, does he have a choice? Mm-hmm. He's going to die if he doesn't. Exactly. That's just getting into the 
but right. he but he does that after he kills all the mob bosses and stuff shortly after he reveals his big perspective on evil and how he's mm-hmm. you know he feels responsible for ending it and all this stuff mm-hmm. oh and i also love the different uh speech bubbles from the different characters rorschach mm-hmm. is all kind of crumbly and he speaks in broken sentences dr manhattan's is blue <laughs> clean uh-huh. like, that just tells that says a lot about just the, the mm-hmm. characters is like dr mm-hmm. manhattan's obviously something otherworldly even his introduction he's just a giant and it's not addressed like hey <laughs> what's up dr manhattan and he's like hello aunt <laughs> exactly. and then he just shrinks while uh laurie and uh Rorschach are just having a conversation and you yeah, I, I will say though you get a good view of his penis during that too i when i saw that dick i was like <laughs> Did they not draw it in earlier? It's like no, he was just always just there. He's he was just, just always pointing his butt at us until mm-hmm. like chapter four. I will was it, like, oh, he his penis. There it is. Is right there. Mm-hmm. He's it's always blue. naked. He's always Little naked. Smurf. Yeah, and Little I, Smurf. I will say though, it's a, it's an incredibly not detailed penis. Yeah, it's just like it's like a fourth grader drew it. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think he wanted to the. I don't think I think Gibbons is the illustrator. I don't think he wanted to attract too much attention to it. <laughs> just so much detail into the penis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's better I'm than the so alternative. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about it, but I totally forgot with the spew of a million other things I wanted to say. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. I think that's all I need to talk about this book. I loved it. Okay. I just want to get your perspective. Rorschach is one of my favorite heroes in any, or favorite characters yeah. in any literature. I really didn't like him at first, but I, he's really? probably my favorite at mm-hmm. the end. One, I, I, first of all, um, what do you think of Rorschach's origin story when he's with the psychologist and with the dogs and with the with the bubbles and all that i that was probably my favorite chapter i agree like thinking about mm-hmm. that now going into that case yeah mm-hmm. open it up mm-hmm. uh, i'm just gonna look for a specific line but continue what it, you it was so uh, what do i so it's like he's with a psychiatrist and he's mm-hmm. showing him the rorschach inkblot tests and in the beginning he's just lying to to what he sees like he sees a dog with its head split open in one picture and then mm-hmm. he just says it's like a flower or, yeah, or something exactly just to just so he hears what he wants uh just so the psych psychiatrist hears what he wants to hear mm-hmm. um because he's done this a million times you could tell mm-hmm. it's like i'm only like he's gonna leave me alone if i just tell him what he wants to hear mm-hmm. and i think that his nihilism is so well represented with his mask mm. and i'm going to just read he calls his, it his face he calls it his face but i'm going to read what he says about his own view of existence and how well it relates okay um rorschach test for those that don't know is a psychological thing where you see the ink blots and you're like oh that's a butterfly that's a this that's a whatever yeah um, it's in every cartoon ever exactly so his i'm just going to quote uh, this is Rorschach speaking. Existence is random, has no pattern save what we imagine after staring it for too long. No meaning save what we choose to impose. And when I when I read that line, that <laughs> that floored me. That floored. I just that um, justified nihilism is so great, which is very different than Doctor Manhattan's nihilism, which is basically like I'm super powerful. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, they're two about di- completely different people who mm-hmm. kind of have a similar outlook. Nothing matters. Although, mm-hmm. uh, Rorschach kind of cares. He cares about the truth, and mm-hmm. Doctor Manhattan, in the end, at least, mm-hmm. uh, cares about life. Uh, yeah, life, and mm-hmm. uh, that's that's interesting because I never knew what to make of it. We talked earlier about like Doctor Manhattan's very obsessed with fate. Everything has a purpose. Everything will 
happen, um, but it doesn't matter. Everything's going to end in the end. But despite the two nihilisms from Rorschach and Dr. Manhattan, in the end, Dr. Manhattan kills Rorschach. And I never understood what Spoiler to do with alert. that. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Uh, we, we gave it to him in the beginning. But still, that was like the coolest scene. It was. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I apologize. I apologize. Um, so I never knew what to do with that. But you're, you're right. The emphasis... I guess they choose different. They choose different values relating back to Mark Manson, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but um, they choose different values about like he, uh, Dr. Manhattan views life above everything, and Rorschach tr- views truth and justice over everything, which is very an interesting thing from people who don't believe anything matters. Yeah, it's fascinating to me, and well, yes. I. I... There's a part of me that really wishes that we had people like that to see how they <laughs> how they'd act in in the real world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We should probably watch the movie. I haven't seen I, the movie. I want to watch it right now. Let's, let's do it. Let's Dude, do it. Yeah. I I saw like a clip from it. I was like, oh, I I know him. I know him. I know him. I know her. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah. I heard it wasn't that good. I I, I haven't seen it. So I, I want to see it. Okay. I want to see it now. All right, yeah, definitely. Um, I think we should wrap this up. Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I definitely We're 40 agree. minutes in. Let's Let, let's call it. You're probably tired of hearing about books you may or may not have read. Read the two books. Yeah, they're this... both great. They're both different, but apparently they're also the same. The ideologies kind of line up, maybe. They cross over. They, they have crossover points. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. Yeah, let's, let's Over pick. to the pick and bucket. Pick and bucket. Michael, do you want to do the honors week? I shall. I don't think uh, it could be worse than last week. Than last week? Don't look. I didn't look. Okay. I, they're all folded up. They're all folded up. Don't worry. All right. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Uh, this one is go out and play. We will play at least three sports and watch at least three sports. We must do at least one every day. And more respect if you've never played or watched the sport. Um, what this is a great one considering the World Cup Finals tomorrow. Yes. Oh, my God. I was just thinking that. Mm-hmm. One more World Cup Yeah, let's tomorrow. do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Great. I have a lot to do this week, but mm-hmm. I, I think we should uh, do that's, a bunch of sports together this that, week if we can. That's the plan. That's the, that's the, that's uh, the challenge. Yes. All right. So, I, as always, if you have any suggestions for challenges that we should do, please email them to us at it's the oxymorons at gmail.com. That is correct. Oh, and also, you should totally do this challenge with us. Absolutely. Like, uh, like it's fun. Go outside and play sports. It Try really, new things. Go play is. curling. I want to do curling. I, I don't know if we have the ice to play curling. We can go to Atlantis. I'm Canada. Atlantis? Canada. Canada. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go to Canada I meant to say. explicitly to find a curling field. Um, but again, so the the challenge is we'll watch, we'll play a, uh, we'll play a sport every day. We experience sports every day. We play at least three, watch at least three, and then the last day is... Uh, either or. Uh, either or. And so, you can do more than one a day, sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's our challenge. Anything else you would like to say? No, do the outro because I still don't remember All it. All right. Thanks, uh, thanks, thank you very much for listening. And as always, uh, try something new and don't forget to... Uh, Challenge yourself and Challenge try something yourself new. Challenge yourself I'll learn it eventually. I was it's lying. my thing. I was lying. I did remember it. I just wanted to... I, yeah, I was being nice. All right. Well, I don't give a fuck. Bye. Bye.